And we are back for another episode yeah. Yeah. of The Wrap 50-something. 58. Eight. Really? Don't even feel like we're... It feels like we just did our 50th episode. Mm. 58. 58, I believe. For real. And do yeah. we have a doozy for you today uh, on the docket? We have... Lions, tigers, wait, no. no just, just lions. lions. And a Daniel. <laughs> we get today talk today um, about our good buddy, Daniel, which we just had um, a Bible study last night, and we were talking about something completely different, talking about the minor prophets, and we somehow got to talking about Daniel. One of people goes, you didn't spend long enough on Daniel. And I was like, yeah, I could spend forever on Daniel. That's There's a deep point. book. It is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the I mean, last half of the book's deep. all prophecy, and yeah. you're just like, what's going on here? The first, you know, the first six chapters there um, are all about Daniel and his friends and right. about their faithfulness in the midst of a very hostile culture and environment. And I think it's really, to me, kind of the big takeaway and... And we always ask when we look at the Bible, what, does this have anything to do with my life? Hmm. I mean, do three guys caught in a furnace or one guy caught in a lion's pit have anything to do with me? Am I going to be thrown in a furnace? Probably not. Am I going to be thrown we in a lion's pit? We, yeah, we hope that you do not get thrown there. <laughs> Am I going to get thrown in a lion's pit? It's not likely that's going to happen. But do you know what's true? And the thing that I said, and I said, let me be very blunt with you, church. The world hates you. Hmm. If I remember right, Jesus said the same thing. Yeah, we spent some time talking yeah. about Jesus' word uh, words that you know, if you were like the world, the world would love you, but you're not like the world. You're called yeah. to be coming out of the world and to be distinct from the world, and so the world hates you because of yeah. that. And then he says, John sixteen thirty three, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And so I, you're saying if you're sticking out like a sore thumb because of your your belief in Jesus and you're following after Jesus, then that's a good thing. Uh, In fact, I I said not those exact words, but I said that on Sunday morning that if you feel like you're going in the opposite direction, you're a salmon swimming upstream, um, good. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) You're right where you need to be. If you feel like you're experiencing opposition because of your faith and living your faith for Jesus, good. You're right in the right place. Um, In fact, I did use some S words on Sunday to talk about it. S words? Yeah, I know. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? Very, very biblically appropriate. Okay, okay. To describe kind of Daniel's, especially in chapter six, um, but I think it is true really of Daniel's life in, in, right. in, in, as a whole, um, of things that, that happen when we find ourselves up against it. Mm-hmm. And again, let's, I, I asked on Sunday, I started with that. I was like, let me ask a really stupid question. How many of you feel like either in the recent past or maybe right now where you're sitting that you've been up against it? It's about everybody. Everybody, yeah. everybody. Like, there was one of the only times in, in time at New Heights here that, like, full audience participation. It's like, bam. <laughs> and that's a good moment, right? Yeah. When you've got all hands, you know everybody's yeah. going to be Everybody's tracking here. with you. On everybody's this tracking yeah. right now. So you watching at home as well, too, we know this to be true, that probably most everybody who's going to watch this and come mm-hmm. across this will at one point in their life, either in the distant past, recent past, or in the present. Uh, and I've always heard it this way. If you're not... If you've not just come out of a storm or you're going through a storm, get ready. Get ready. Because a storm is coming. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and so Daniel's life is very much that. It is, is, it is kind of a storm that he goes through. Right. Um, and I'm going to try to, I'm going to bring up my notes here just so I make sure that I get these correct. And we'll talk about this a little bit in this video, yeah. but kind of yeah. where we form everything around for our, our, our time here. So, um, you know, my, my line was that obedience to God. Um, and, and, and living for God means that we're opposite going, uh, oftentimes going in the opposite direction. 
Right. Uh, and so then kind of my S's that I talked about, let me find him really quick, is um, you, you will be opposed, you will be hated, but stand out was the mm. first one we talked about. Yeah. And from the very beginning, we see Daniel standing out. I, I mean, and he doesn't say a single word. But what, but go ahead and just tell me the what way you're he lives of. his life. You know, and when when he's brought there as a teenager, you mm-hmm. know, he's like, no, I don't, I don't want the the special foods. Here's what I'm going to eat. I would say even before <laughs> that, but yeah. that certainly is a great, yeah. great example. But when Nebuchadnezzar brings these boy these boys into his court to essentially brainwash them is what he's doing. He says, I, guys, I only want you to bring the best of the best, the right. most handsome. So he was already standing out by already, then. Already. Yeah. I mean, we know Daniel is a good-looking dude. Um, what we often don't remember, and it says right there in Daniel chapter 1. Now, I know we're in Daniel 6, but everything that comes before 6 informs what happens in chapter 6. <laughs> so kind of have to talk All about part it. of the story. <laughs> All kind of, we have to talk about it a little bit. Is It says very specifically the very beginning of chapter 1, Daniel uh, was a member of the royal family. In Jerusalem. Hmm. And so in so many ways, he sticks out uh, like a sore thumb, whether it be because he's of royal stock, uh, whether he's handsome, he's fit, he's just naturally inclined for it. But I saw on Sunday, none of that matters. Right. That is not what makes Daniel stick out. In fact, if you read all of those first six chapters over and over again to some level, the wording comes up that says that Daniel was a man who had exceptional ability, an exceptional spirit. He had the spirit of the gods in him. And I am convinced that that's no mistake because they're trying to say, now, although Daniel does have some natural abilities and he does have some good looks there's and he does have an inclination. Supernatural. There are some there. supernatural, yeah. you know, presence of God on this kid and on this guy's life. Even, even the people who didn't believe in God could see that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's yeah. phenomenal. And I, I think like if you just stop right there, <laughs> one of the things we talked about, one of the things that I get so frustrated about, and I've had so many conversations about this lately, is the way that Christians engage with the culture mm. in really poor, hateful, unloving, sad ways. I'm like, you don't need to do that. You, and, and I've said it this way. I said it on Sunday, and I'm, if it ruffles people's feathers, it does. And I, I don't think it died. I just think people, it, it took people back going, what? You don't have to die on every hill. Not everything is this gigantic battle that we, like, I need to win this one. I need to win this one. Too. Like you, no. You're going to wear yourself out, and guess what? Who else are going to wear out? Everybody else around you. Yeah. Like, dude, why do you have to be a fighter about everything? Daniel was not that. And what I said, instead of being a fighter, Daniel had in him and about him a quiet faithfulness. Yeah. So what's very interesting is Daniel comes to Babylon. That's where he's first taken into captivity uh, when he's probably a teenager. Some people say 10 years old is young. Some people say about 15 years old. So somewhere in that gap, he's a young guy. By the time we get to him in chapter 6, you know how old he is? He's like 80 years old. Over 80 years old. And do you know how much time? It's a long six chapters. (laughs) It's like, well, those chapters went really quick from 10 to 80. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, Do you know how, how by the time we get to chapter 6, how long he had served in multiple governments and Mm -hmm. under multiple kings? Do you know how long? No. Over 70 years (sighs) of his life. In fact, I put that into perspective. That would be like somebody who was still in the White House today they would have started serving in the Truman administration mm. back in the 50s. Wow. 
14 presidents. It's a long time. 14 presidents. Long time. So Daniel's been serving a lot, long time, and I think it's because he was just quietly faithful. And through that quiet faithfulness, he influenced people yeah. tremendously. Well, even when he was trying to be forced to bow down, mm-hmm. he didn't go off in a tirade and try to get a mass group of people to picket. The, like, he just said, no, as for me, I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know, like, it was, a, it was just a quiet... Yeah. Sorry. Or in his case, it wasn't really necessarily a don't, don't, uh, it wasn't a case of worship this. It was don't worship your God right. anymore. Stop praying. Right. And we're going to talk about that because that leads into the other S is he stood out naturally, but he stood out, I believe, because of supernatural yeah. means. God was with him. Right. Much like, and people made this, this uh, observation, his story is very similar to Joseph's. Mm, yeah. Because it says right off the bat, when Joseph comes into Potiphar's house, Potiphar could see that the Lord was with him. Yeah. And so Potiphar says, I want to hitch my train to that, to that car right there. Yeah. Uh, and it works out well for both of them. So Daniel's very much the same. And because he stands out, but I think also what was a really big part of his life and the reason that he was able to uh, kind of stay in all of these governments for so long is that he stayed consistent. Yeah. And you see that because these guys can concoct this plan. We've got to get Daniel. We want to bring, and we don't know exactly what it is that they have against Daniel. Um, I'm not so sure because the whole thing is generated because uh, King Darius wants to make Daniel the top administrator over all of the kingdom. I'm not sure that they even knew that. I don't think that that's something the king would have just willy nilly told a bunch of people. I think that there are some other things that are revealed in the story that they have an issue with Daniel. I think uh, just on a really base. Um, kind of race sense. He's a Jew. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. one of them. It's, it's, it's one of your early forms of anti-Semitism. It's like, he's a Jew. He's from Judy. He's one of those, those boys like, that you brought in here. He's not us, Darius. Yeah. Um, I think that what really irked everybody about Daniel was he, he so, was so stinking consistent. Yeah. And everything he, he did. He was trusted. You know, you remember what it was? They, they came and they said, we're, we're going to try to find something against him. And what, what do they find against Daniel? Nothing. Zilch. Uh, I, I kind of laugh and, and jokingly joking said that. They had to create something to pin They had to it. create, they had to turn his positive into right. a negative right. in order to get him. So it's comical. Um, I, was, I was saying on Sunday, jokingly, that there are two miracles in chapter 6, the lion's den, which we'll talk about here in just a bit, uh, but the fact that in over 70 years of political service and government service, uh, there was a man who had no skeletons <laughs> in his closet. That That's is, saying something right That there. is a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. And so he stays consistent. It says these guys say, we're, we can't find anything uh, personally about him in his politics, so we're going to have to pick on his personality and his principles. And we know, they said, we know, and this is, I think this is like the best testament and testimony you can ever give to somebody. We know that he is so faithful and consistent to his God that we'll get him on that. Mm-hmm. That he, will, he would rather die and go to his death than to worship Darius or any yeah. other deity or any other king. Yeah. We'll get him right here. And so it says Which means he didn't hide. Exactly. His, his very, very important. Faith. You know, that wasn't a, well, this is just between me. I don't need to tell anybody. Like, it was open. Absolutely. Yeah. And so Daniel finds out that Darius signs this decree that anybody who prays to or, or pleads to or has anybody be a mediator for the next 30 days except for the king is going to go into the lion's den. And Daniel hears about this. And what does he do? 
He goes and prays. He freaks out about it, right? He just goes nuts. I'm like, how could they do this? This is unfair. I'm being persecuted. Here, no, what's he do? He didn't storm the castle. He didn't storm the castle. No. He, he went into his house <laughs> and prayed. He prayed. Yeah. Got on his knees and prayed. But here's a very important phrase, and it says this in a couple different ways, right back to back, as was his usual routine. Mm. As he You mean had always... he didn't just wait until the times were bad and then run to God like, help me, help me, help nope. me. Nope. In fact, uh, I cannot remember. If I look through my notes, I could probably find it, but I'm not going to sit and do that. Um, <laughs> basically saying character is not forged in the moment. Mm. Character is forged. Faith is forged over a lifetime of consistent yeah. behavior. Yeah. I mean, Daniel had this faith from, from day one. Yeah. It did not just magically happen overnight at the snap of fingers. So he goes in and he prays and like, like little teenage girls, these guys are sitting there like, we got him, we got him. Uh, and they feel, they feel like they've nabbed him. But I, what I want to focus on again is not the fact of this whole big scheme here, but that Daniel stayed consistent as he had always done, yeah. as was usual in his routine uh, to do this. And so he stood out. And he stayed consistent. I'm trying to find my next S here. It's coming to me. Courage, consistency, and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's coming. <laughs> it's, been, it's, it's been, you know, like a, a week plus since I've done this. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's the part where we get to the, like, the juicy part of the story. Pun intended there. Daniel gets tossed in the lion's den, doesn't he? Yeah. And what's very interesting is the king, King Darius, is obviously invisibly shaken. He's trying to do everything he can to get him out of this moment. Yeah. He says he stays up all night because he's so worried about his friend. Yeah. And there's an element, and I do believe this is true. It depends on what translation you read, and it depends on if you really dig into the language there. But I believe that Darius is expressing faith that God will rescue Daniel. And the only reason I believe that is because when he comes out the next morning, by his virtue of his coming out to check and see if Daniel's alive, he has a faith that Daniel right. is still right. there. Because his God has Normally they wouldn't him. be. Uh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen usually when you throw people into a uh, den full of lions. You're of gone. hungry lions. Yeah. Yes. And we know that because we'll talk about that here in just a minute, <laughs> why they were hungry. But we're talking about standing out, staying consistent, Sticking, sticking with and trusting in God is kind of the third thing we talked about. What's very interesting, again, as we ask the question, we're like, okay, this is really, this is odd here. A guy gets thrown in the lion's den and you're telling me he comes back out of that lion's den. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Why? Was it because he like had like some lion treats in his in his robe and he was throwing into him? Chair and a whip. Yeah, he like yeah. or like they were sleepy and they were sleeping or they. I've heard even they they were old and they were toothless so they couldn't eat. Like, I've heard all <laughs> kinds of dumb stuff. Like really, do you know why? Because they were going to throw somebody they wanted to punish in a den full of sleeping, sleeping toothless, toothless lions. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Do you remember? Will, do you remember, or do you, you have an idea calls. for why Daniel was rescued and, and saved in that lion's den? As a testament to God. Testament to God for sure, but it says yeah. very specifically there was not a scratch that was found on Daniel because he had trusted in mm. his yeah. God. Yeah. So we are able to stand against the opposition. We are able to, as the world hates us, we're able to endure that as we stick with and trust right. in Jesus. 
just like Daniel does in that lion's den. And we would be tempted to say, well, there was something going on there. There was. There was supernatural stuff There's going on there. There's a whole lot of something going on there. There's a whole lot of something going yeah. on there. But like we try to explain it away, but the next, I, ver, almost the next verse that we get is that um, Daniel, or I'm sorry, Daniel was pulled out and the people who had conspired against him were thrown in with their families. And before they even got to the floor, lions got a hold of them, crushed their bones and disposed of them. We're like, Okay, so this was like no fluky thing. Yeah, these were real lions. They had teeth. <laughs> Again, it was because Daniel had yeah. trusted in his God. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, I mean, like at this point, like your mind, our mind is already like, wow, this. The most fascinating part of the entire story comes at the end. And we would stop there. We would stop as Daniel was rescued in the lion's den, and we would stop at the ickiness of a whole of whole families being killed because of the scheming of their the head of their household. We're like, I can't go any further than this. Don't stop. Don't stop. Press on because you remember what happens at the very end of the story? What Darius does? He makes a decree and he essentially says at the end of it that God is the living God mm -hmm. who endures forever and how great he is and he's extolling him and he's exalting him above all things. And you're like, yeah, this is a pagan king. Boys. Like, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I, it's a pretty darn good sermon. Yeah. Like just read the thing and you're like, there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, almost, it's almost more faith than I've seen some Christians ex yeah. express in their life. Well, and I think that's exactly why. I mean, the, the, you know, Paul just is talking about watch your witness. Watch how you interact with the world. Interact like Christ would interact because they're watching. Yeah. You know, that... King Darius was watching Daniel and what was going to happen. Well, not only that, but I think it's my supposition that Darius was massively influenced by Daniel even before that. Oh, I'm sure. I, I think that sure. Darius had watched him for a long time and right. watched him live that quiet faith. And he was like, wow. I think this was just the cherry on top. Oh, it was. Yeah. I think they even, in fact, probably had conversations about God. Yeah. Um, I've heard some people even say to the level, and I can't say that they're not right, is that they expect when they get to heaven to see Darius. That's, that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it, it, from a guy who is just quietly faithful. Yeah. And so we come in, he gives this decree that nobody should worship any other God because, than, than Daniel's God because he is the God, endures forever, he lives forever. And then you have the very last verse. I've done three S's. We're going to kind of end and start to land the plane here that we, we stand out in the face of op opposition because we are with God right. or God is in our life. Um, we stay consistent. That helps us to stay, stand against the opposition. We stick to trusting Jesus. That helps us to, to, to in the fiery moments and those, yeah. those when the pressure is on. And the last thing is verse 28 says, the last thing we get in all the biographical history of Daniel before we go into prophecy in the book of Daniel is Daniel prospered in the reigns of King Darius and Cyrus the Persian. Prospered. And immediately we reread that and we, we think what? He was rich. He was rich. He was wealthy. He had everything. No, it just means what I take that to be is he was successful, but more importantly than that, he was fruitful in his influence in the reigns of those two guys and many others. Yeah. And so the last S is this, that we shine with the glory mm -hmm. of Christ. When yeah. we do all of these things before that we've talked about, we shine with the glory of Christ when we face those who hate us.
Yeah. And it's just a phenomenal story to me of like, you know, it's way more than just a guy in a lion's den. Yeah. There's so much around it that I think absolutely speaks truth into our lives in so many different ways. Um, and so um, that's a really quick recap of Daniel yeah. chapter six. Like you could almost, I almost feel like you could preach at least. You could probably do a sermon like series on two that. Ser- two sermons at least, yeah. if not three yeah. on just Daniel well, six. Well, and it's, it's, so, it's so pertinent to today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's been pertinent in every yeah. generation. But if you know, we look at the way our society's going. Yeah. And we look at the fact that you know, I you you talked about engaging culture negatively and, and how you just kinda come out with arms flailing. Yeah. We're coming to sway man. When really we're not called to fight that we're not called to fight the battle. We're called to be the witness. Be the witness. We're the ambassadors. We're not frontline. You yeah, know, like yeah. We're God, not in- God can handle himself. Yep. We don't need to we don't need to to defend him. Yeah. And and one of the thing that we use to frame everything on Sunday was this concept that we live in a world that is absolutely bonkers and out of control. There's there's no other way to put it. Yeah. I'm not being like a scare tactician or like a like a wackadoo. Like it's it's yeah. messed up the yeah. world that we live in. But here's the thing that I said, and this runs, this is a thread that runs all throughout Daniel and carries all the way to Daniel chapter 6 and even all the way to Daniel chapter 12, the very end of the book, is God is in control. Mm. And I even said it this way, in spite of what you're seeing with your eyes today and as you're looking out there into the world, in spite of those appearances, (laughs) God is in control. I know of no better hopeful message than that, that people really need to hear right now, that, that Christian brother, sister, whoa, take a breath, be easy, live your life in quiet faithfulness because no matter what it looks like in the world today, God is on that throne. He's in control of every yeah. aspect and part of life. Mm. And so I think that's words what we really- Words to live by. Words to right? live by. Um, in fact, I've got a friend, I've got a pastor friend um, who says this, um, Less world, more word. Hmm. So if you find yourself being uh, anxiety-ridden and panicked by what's going on in the world, just go to the word. Yeah. Just go to the word. Go, go read a book like Daniel and be yeah. like, I can yeah. breathe a little easier. Yeah. It doesn't make it the world like a magical place of unicorns. Yeah, it's and, not going to be unicorns and bunnies and rainbows, but God's in control. But there's a peace. There's yeah. a peace that comes with knowing that. Yes, there is. You know, I, I'm reminded of, you know, we've been going through the book of Revelation mm. with middle school students. Sometimes that's, <laughs> we're getting ready to get into the Sometimes it feels like crazy Arm- parts. Sometimes but, it feels like Armageddon with right? middle school students. <laughs> but we're talking about how the whole thing is themed around victory. God wins. God wins. Yeah, so it's not just Daniel. It's from front to back of the yeah. Bible. God is trying to show everywhere along the way. You're going to talk about Esther this coming week. Mm. What does that yeah. book have to say? Yeah. God is sovereign. He's in control. Yeah. And even, it says that without even mentioning yeah, God. Without you even know, saying like, a word about God. Yeah. So again, we hope that's an encouragement to you, that you get an encouragement of what we talked about in the book of yeah. Daniel, and specifically, specifically chapter 6. encourage you to go read uh, that book for yourself. It's an exciting book. Very, it very really exciting is. book. It has all of the intrigue and action of a great book 
Hollywood blockbuster. So uh, we hope that's encouraged you uh, and then it helps you uh, to continue to live your life in faithfulness to God uh, every day of your life. So until we see you again, God bless. See you guys.